What's up, fellow freaksters? Zia pal Jesse on the microphone, thanking each and every single one of you for taking the time to listen to our little show. Episode 18, to be precise, of Freaky Friday. We hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making it. And if you'd be so kind, be sure to subscribe. It shows us that you care. Now, without further ado, enjoy this special Freaky Friday episode where we dive into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> It's all, it's all happening, man. What's what's going it on is. on your end? Oh, it's all happening. Yeah. I'm um I'm starting a rewatch of uh the complete series of Preacher, and I'm sort of feeling like at some point we've got to talk about the comics and the TV show. It's a fucking rad series. You know, I never finished watching that series, and it's one of those regrets that I have in my current life that I need to uh, address and do something about it's it's weird man it's like i i don't hate the tv it's vastly fucking different from the comic but tremendously different i mean i like i love the comic i think it's fucking masterpiece but i I kind of like the tv series like i i think you know it had some really strong elements going for it i just kind of wish that we'd gotten a bit of a more faithful adaption i just felt some of the characters were a bit off but um it's the same as watching The Boys. You get the same, you, you kind of go, oh, man. Like, when I first saw that that was being made into a TV series, I was like, oh, fuck me, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how are you going to bring some of the shit that they get up to in the comics on the screen um, and get away with it? But, it's yeah, it's the same as Preacher, man. It's Yeah, well, I feel the, boy, the Boys, different. yeah, man. I, I reckon the, the Boys, it's, it's similar because it's like the, the TV series is very very different from the comic um yeah. i kind of feel like the tv series is a bit more of a slightly more palatable version of the comic because the comic's fucking dark man oh it's like, intense as all fuck isn't it it's really fucking dark and i'm really mm. curious to see if they end the tv series the same way the comics ended um They'll they'll I, give us something close to it, I think. Because I kind of think that that might piss a few people off. Because I mean, yeah, of no, course I'm it not, will. I'm not going to spoil anything, but mm. um, yeah, if you've read the boys, you know that there's some fucking heavy shit that goes down. Dude, at the end it's, of that it's yeah, it's it's all kinds of brutal, and I mean they've already veered off course on a few 
Oh, big yeah, time. Aspects of the comic and the characters per se and their relationships. They're, yeah, they've really changed a few things around. Well, yeah. I mean, have, having Butcher's wife, you know, still be alive and, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Like, you know, they, they've, yeah. Changed, they've changed Billy's. i got to say, I mean, and I, I love the boy. I think Carl Urban's fucking phenomenal. How good is he, like, right? He is great. And if there is not, like, when the series finishes, mm. if I do not get a compilation, like a super cut of every time he says cunt in that series, mm-hmm. uh, as an extra on the Blu-ray, I'm going to be really upset. I'm, yeah. I feel I'm, I'm going to be personally heartbroken yeah. by not having that because... I mean, I'm sure some intrepid soul is going to do it on YouTube and it's just mm. going to be glorious. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just. I think he's, um, yeah, I, I think that would be fucking awesome to have. I, I, just, say... I feel I feel like Carl Urban as Billy Butcher saying. Cunt. 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 No, it's, it's the invisible cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, cunt. Oi, it's cunt. Like, it, is, it is like. Samuel L. Jackson saying motherfucker. Like, mm. I, I feel like Carl Urban has officially owned that word and no one will ever say it better than him. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's such a, you know, it's a profane word in the general public, but when you listen to Carl Urban say it, he just adds a touch of class to it that just makes it sound like a fucking cool word you want to say over <laughs> and over. I, I feel like it's one of those things. It's like it's 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 a it's a regional thing. Like if you're it in is. England or like certain parts of Australia, it is literally a term of endearment. <laughs> like... It is, isn't it? You know, we, I don't know. If we had this discussion, or I'm sure we've had it with various people in time. But the, the variations of the word "cunt" in in our society. I mean, you know, when we say it, you know, we say we can say it offensively, like "cunt." Or we can say it, you know, like a mate, can, you know, they can. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, there's variations of the way it's said. So it's kind of, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, it was deemed, you know, an an aberration of of, uh, English, but today it's normal. I I know the Americans have a real hair across their ass about it. Like, mm, yeah, you know, you, you get some, you get some, some, some of our, 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 our beloved Yankee mates just have a real fucking thing about it. But, well, they um, do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certain words, you know, like, fuck, we've touched upon a couple of words in recent episodes, you know, and I've already, you know, given the disclaimer of, you know, not trying to sound politically incorrect or anything like that, because today in this day and age, we have to be careful what we say in the general public because, oh, my God, you may have offended all these multitude of shows, social groups. Like, I, I, kind of feel, I kind of feel like there's a certain... Um, Je ne sais quoi. There's, there's, there's something to be said about context. Because, look, I'm there is. the biggest fucking left-wing fucking tree-hugging art fucking wanker you know i'm you know i i'm all for like you know equal rights and everything however i do feel that some people take it a bit too far and it's like yeah you know it's one of those things where it's like look i you know i'm not going to say the f-bomb but like Mm. 
if you, you know, no, fuck it. You know what? I am going to say it because yeah, just you say know it, what I'm, you know, I, my bisexual ass gets to say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you... um, but like, you know, if you're going to get upset about the use of the word fag or any permutation of it hmm. in a movie that was made in the eighties, fuck off. Yeah. Just suck my entire dick because you're an idiot. Like you can't, time travel and retroactively ban things and correct things. It's like, because it's like, you know, I was, I was having this conversation um, mm. with someone the other day and it's mm. like, look, you know, a film that's made in the eighties, it was a less uh, aware time. Like people like that was, and I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. No, I'm of saying not. it is what it is. And yeah. it's like, look, in 1986, people said that word. People, I remember people saying it on the playground at school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and, and half the fucking time, people didn't even know what the fuck it meant. It was no, just an not. insult. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to say that, it's like half the movies that I love from the 80s have some version fucking of I do. a homosexual slur in them. And it's not, I, I don't watch them and cringe. I watch them and go, ah, fuck the 80s. You know, well, that I was mean, the time, man. Like, you know, it's like, well, yeah. What about, he, like, I mean, yeah, fucking rock and roll heroes, right? Two of them spring to mind straight away. Fucking Axl Rose and Sebastian Bach. Both yeah. go, uh, I said that with such a regal way. Bark. Sebastian Bach. <laughs> no, Sebastian Bach. Fucking, you know, it's a little more regal than Skid Re- Row deserves, I think. Right, <laughs> right, totally. But, man, the, both of those dudes individually copped so much shit. Like, Axl Rose copped shit for one in a million for saying the words, you know, the words, immigrants and faggots. It yeah. no sense to me. You know, or, or um, Sebastian got into a whole heap of shit on, uh, I think it was on MTV or something, wearing a t-shirt that says AIDS kills, AIDS kills faggots or something. You know, it's like, dude, it's like you say, the word, today's word is context. Mm. It's all well, context. And that's the thing. It's like, it was the 80s. It was a less... Different time, dude. It was a very different time. People weren't aware of the impact the of The drugs were words. better. Um, and, you know, both of those guys were on a fuck ton of drugs. Fucking um, hey, dude. Man, they, like, were, they were living the, the fucking life that none of us would ever, in a million, billion, trillion years, ever imagine we'd ever get to live. You know, well, they're living mean, it. You know, look, I guess it's one of those things where it's like you could kind of look at it in the context that, you know, for every homophobic thing Axel Rose says, he has been punished because he now looks like a really old, unattractive lesbian. But, dude, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like and, he, and, and, I mean, he does. I'm sorry, Axel. No, 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 it's fine. But, like, I mean, look at it in like 1986, whatever it is. The guy was, you know, I, I'm just reading about this now in a book, actually. The guy was running around in early GNR shows wearing fucking, you know, six foot high hair and arseless chaps playing fucking local fucking youth shows. It's like, dude, I, I don't know. It, well, I mean, man, it's like you look at the you look at the film clip for Knocking on Heaven's Door. It's like Axel is in combat boots and short shorts. The bike that, dance in the illusion era was wrong. Yeah, dude, the short shorts Axel is wearing in the mm-hmm. video for mm-hmm. Knocking on Heaven's Door, mm-hmm. I have gay friends who would be ashamed to wear those because they would go, oh, that's a bit much. 
Like... But you know what? Axel Axel does what Axel does, man. And you know, uh, again, context. It's it's, but, it's I mean, all context. That, that's the thing. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like you know I'm you know I I will you know go to go to war with anyone who drops an <laughs> f bomb in a shitty insulting way of course yeah 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 like uh, it'll just be like oh bitch you fucking dude you crossed the line yeah the thing is like like i said man it's Mm. it was the 80s it was people weren't aware of the impact of these words we were all raised Mm. to think that this shit was no big deal fuck Um, yeah Half of us grew up saying these words, never having even met a gay person. Exactly, dude. Um, you know, and it's only, I, I feel like it's kind of an educational thing. It's like, you know, when you meet people and you, you realize the impact that these words can have on someone, it's mm. like, whoa, that's, you know, and it's not just for like homophobic slurs or, or you know, any, any sort of stuff. Of course like, not, no. I mean, it's for anything like, mm. you know, yeah, it, it's, and I mean, the funny thing is, it's like, you know, it, Guys have come, like, I, I read a great interview with Eddie Murphy where Eddie Murphy uh, basically said pretty much what we are saying now mm. and apologized for the amount of gay jokes that he made during the Raw and Delirious. I era. think I read that interview too. Um, yeah. Yep. It, it was great. It was mm. like, it was such, and I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, look, you know, you could go to war and cancel Eddie Murphy for of saying course. that. Yeah, um, yeah. But the guy's obviously grown as a person. He has learned. He has realized that, like, wow, that, you know, that kind of wasn't cool. But in my defense, that was the time. You know, I realized it wasn't cool. I'm sorry if it ever upsets anyone who sees it now. But of that course. was just the time we weren't as educated. We weren't no. as, I mean, I hate to use the term woke because I feel like it's dumb, but yeah. you know, we weren't as woke back then. Um, no, I mean, you know, world of difference. I'm not a fan of Dave Chappelle. Cause I feel like Dave Chappelle, you're a dude that's living in this era and you're doubling down on kind of being a prick to the trans community. And it's, yeah, it's just like, oh, dude, I kind of expected better from you, which is mm. disappointing because I used to love the Chappelle show, but now I just feel like he's just kind of going out of his way to attempt to be shocking yeah. or an arsehole. But man, kind of like, eh? a lot of these guys, but they all have had at some shape in some time have had a little stab at this, you know, like I only just watched the other day on YouTube, um, Andrew Dice Clay's debut performance on the Rodney Dangerfield show mm. and there was I clocked it at some like two minutes where he just went a two minute fucking rant about you know homosexuality and dropping f-bombs oh dude yeah you know, I mean look I different actually, time by yeah that, that's the thing I mean I love Ford Fairlane mm. I, I, I like I saw that and I kind of completely fell in love with Andrew Dice Clay and that's the thing. Even Dice has come out and said recently, you know, stuff where he's like, you know, yeah, I won't do that sort of stuff anymore or whatever. But yeah. it was it was the thing at the time. It well, just, I mean, th- this is yeah. this is kind of my point. It's like these people that want to retroactively uh, cancel shit that happened, mm. you know, 30, 40 years ago, like from a, a less enlightened time. It's like, yeah. well, fuck, no one's going to learn. Like, you know, you you look at the Eddie Murphy thing. It's like, okay, yeah, he said all that shit. And, Mm. 
if he said that today, he would be rightly crucified. Because like, dude, that's that's not a cool thing to do. Yeah. Like, you know, we've made a lot of progress with, you know, fucking equal rights and stuff like that. And you know, you you really shouldn't be you punching down. Mm. Um, like, you know, like that you shouldn't be doing that shit. Like, you shouldn't be punching down at a minority because mm. it's not cool. But it's like the thing is. He realizes that, like, okay, yeah, I said all that shit back then. It was a less enlightened time. Now I've grown as a person. I realize that that really wasn't cool. And hey, you know what? I'm sorry about it. I won't do it anymore. And that's the thing. If you just fucking hammer people for shit that they did years and years ago when they didn't know any better, how are they ever going to learn? Man, fuck. Dude, if you traveled back in time and recorded me on the playground, like some of the shit that I have said oh. out of ignorance and yeah, just stupidity a. or whatever, like everyone is like, guilty. You know? Everyone is exactly. guilty. Even today's youth, man, they're all guilty. I listen to fucking two dumbass fucking teen girls on the train fucking having the most idiotic conversation. But then, it, you know, there was a part of me that just wanted to go, oh, my God, you are so fucking everything that's wrong with the world today. But at the same time, I thought, you know what? I was a teenager once too, man. Yeah. And it's just it's just like you said, it's just that fucking uh, idiocy or, or just that fucking ignorance, really, of just mm. not knowing, not being educated. And, you know, there's all these people that will go, oh, but, we, you know, we need to educate a bit more. It's like, dude, we just all need just to shut the fuck up, take a deep breath relax a little and let nature take its course. Oh dude, I mean that's the thing. It's like I I I I do think we need to educate people more, but the thing is it's like you've got to you can't teach someone who doesn't want to learn. Well, and exactly. Like I've been a te- like I I'm okay, I can remember being a teenager. I've been a teenager. I can remember how much of a pig shit fucking ignorant dumbass I was as a teenager. Yeah. And it's like you you could not teach sixteen year old Jake shit. No, like, of course not. When you're a teenager, you're a fucking know it all. You know everything. We, You've been yeah, everywhere. You, no one can tell you shit. You know me, that up. Blah, blah blah blah. You know. Mm. So yeah, it's it's just like you know, it's one of those things where I feel like it's kind of a complex issue, but it's like you know, I I think everyone should be given a chance to learn, and if they double down on being a douchebag, okay, then you know what, fucking you you grab the cross, I'll grab the nails, I'll help. Like, <laughs> it's like if you're going to double down on being an asshole, then fuck you in the neck. But like if you if you make a if you make a mistake, and you know what, you learn and you try and do better. You know what, man, fuck. The world could use a bit more forgiveness, I feel. 100%. Dude, we're fucking living in a world where we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to live with regret. But if we move forward as a a species and learn and adapt and evolve, isn't that something? You know? Well, I mean, that's the thing, man. And, like, I'm so vehemently anti-censorship. It's like, I... I don't believe in censorship. I believe in consequences. Like if you go on TV and fucking zig Heil, fuck you. You deserve exactly yeah. what you get after that. Like, you know, that's a fucking stupid thing to do. And if you do it for 
shock value or, or whatever, or you think it's cool or funny and you get fucking hammered for it. Well, fuck you asked for that punch in the face. Like, but you know what? It's like, you have the right to do that. Like you have the right to make a fuckwit of yourself. You have the right to make an offensive TV show or whatever. It's like, no, I don't think Dave Chappelle should be banned. I, 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 I feel like it's like, okay, you know what? If Chappelle's being a fucking asshole, then I long for the days where we live in a world where he doesn't have a career after that because everyone's gone. No, man, fuck you. What you're doing isn't funny. It isn't cool. And we're just not going to give you our money anymore. Yeah. It's um, it, it, that's, yeah. that's kind of like, I just feel like it's like, I, I wish we lived in a world where people would vote with their wallet more because yeah. it's like, you know, if you get an entertainer, who does some fucking inappropriate shit and keeps doing inappropriate shit? Well, stop supporting them. You know, yeah, like it's easy it's that. simple as that. But don't tell me that oh they that show should be taken off. No, that show should not be taken off. Like let that person do their thing, mm. and if you don't agree with their thing, don't watch it. I mean, you know, it's a sticky wicket because like you know it there is. are there are stupid kids that are going to watch it and think it's funny yeah. that aren't educated and don't know yeah, the people that the are being thing made fun is, of. But, yeah. you know, Dude, everyone's got to... you got to give people the chance to fucking learn and better themselves, yeah. I feel. The, the thing is, man, I am still going... I love fucking Delirious, Eddie Murphy. I am oh, still going to... Yeah. yeah. I am still going to go back and watch it. I'll listen to the audio of it. Why? Because it takes me back to a time where I pissed my fucking pants laughing Dude, at the, the stupidity same. of it. Yeah, man. It's the same with Ford Fairlane. It's yeah. like, look, that movie is fucking problematic as fuck, but I still find it funny. And it's like, you know what? I have friends who are, you know, LGBT and they still can laugh at it. It's like, it's, it's all about, and look, you know what? If I have a gay friend who's going to sit down and watch something with me and laugh their ass off at it, and it's and they're like, you know, man, it's okay for you to laugh at this. Mm. You know what? That's all the fucking, that's all the permission I need for anything. Like, if if I have friends who are, you know, part of a minority or a group or something who basically give me the all clear that it's cool to like do something, mm. then you know what? I don't need to listen to some fucking asshole who's just trying to make a name for themselves with a cause. Yeah, exactly, Telling man. me that I can't do something. It's like, no, dude, you know what? You're not even fucking part of this fight. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's a complicated issue, and you know, I hope no one takes like oh, ten minutes of audio out of this podcast <laughs> to, to crucify both of us, as, um, as we unapologetically, apologetically say week after week. Whoa, <laughs> we forgot our <laughs> show. Sorry, <laughs> but you know, at the same time too, we are humans we have real feelings we have blah 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 emotions and yeah we just like to feel that we can express what's on our mind well and i mean you know i i feel like it's kind of a and it, it sort of spins out of i i had this conversation once with this complete fucking muppet mm-hmm. who was like i was i was talking about preacher i was talking about the comic and gotcha. i was saying like how fucking great it was 
And this dude just fucking laid into me. Oh, have you read it lately? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's actually one of my favorite series of all time. And I usually read it at least once a year. Uh, what's your point? And yeah. Oh, it's so problematic and it, it hasn't aged well and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just like, did we read the same comic? Cause I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, and he was just one of these dudes that had obviously read the series once. Yeah. Completely missed the entire point of it. Missed the subtext. Missed fucking everything Garth Ennis was trying to say with that series and has just gone to, oh, there's some off-color humor in there and some shock factor. And, yeah. and just, you know, strapped on his fucking uh, wowzer pants to, to yeah. pull, a, pull a term out from the 80s as well. He'd strapped mm-hmm. on his wowzer pants and was just like, oh, lecture, lecture, lecture. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, dude, like, fucking lick my fucking taint, you dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck stain and you know what unfortunately yeah, what, what a cunt <laughs> what a cunt i mean that's the thing it's it, yeah it's a fuck up world we live in and we could talk talk about it for hours about that sort of shit but you know that's um yeah that's one can't of those we all just get along yeah, like can't, dude. Can't, can't we all just get along can't we stop you know beating up dudes for holding hands yeah, in public or you know baying for people's blood if they yeah, fuck up on TV or exactly, something man. like that. Like, yeah. There's so many, yeah, there's so much weirdness out. But, um, hey, look, in other news, man, um, there's a fucking, there's another comet coming for Earth. Oh, cool. I just thought I'd mention that, speaking of freaky, weird shit. Um, yeah, I, I didn't read the whole news report, but I can't remember. It, this is the thing about these asteroids and comets. I don't understand why they've got, they don't have some cool fucking name. They've just got something like, I don't know, Celestia in 1986. It's like, dude, give it a fucking name, man. Like, give it the fucking, the Detroit Smash or something. Like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, dude. yeah. Like, Groon the Destroyer or something. Yeah, dude, gonna... give, us, give us a cool name. Like, if it's something to to fuck our shit, like right? Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin Four is going exactly. to Earth. Like yeah. fuck yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or the fucking um, you know, if if something, it's like Danzig. Danzig Four has been spotted on approach. <laughs> yeah, troll demon sweat. <laughs> Or dirty black summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, oh, dude. The it... burning red will miss Earth by point <laughs> five of a kilometer. Yes. To which Jake's sitting there going, "Oh fuck, I've missed it again." <laughs> by the way, NASA, if you're listening to Jake and me, are available. Your fucking comments. If we're happy to. More oh yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just fucking, I'll, I'll name comments till the cows come home. What about Smiley the Psychotic Comet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, if, if, if we ever got that job, I, I need like, um, you know, uh, a, 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 a psych monitor or something. Because it's like, if I'm in a bad mood, I don't want to start naming comets after ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's never a good idea. But um, yeah, so uh, dude, fucking 
So we we both saw the the monsters trailer. Did we what? I could totally name a comet Herman. By the way, I think that'd be rad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a part of a good way to fucking kick off Freaky Friday episode eighteen. Yes, we are now officially an adult. <laughs> oh, we yeah. can drink now. We can drink now, unless of course we're in America, which we can't. Sucks to be you, but uh, yeah, dude. Oh, if we start drinking, man, these podcasts are gonna get so fucking fun. <laughs> Six hours of epic shit talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like they'd wind up like you know that episode where Homer gets really, really drunk. <laughs> and I said to him, If you want it, you come over here and get it because I don't know where it is. <laughs> you do that really well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Years of practice. Yeah, man. No, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, so fucking RZ, the mighty Rob Zombie, has fucking unleashed the trailer for the monsters, and I'm all kinds of excited. I can't help but notice all the fucking wonderful um, YouTube reaction videos. They seem to be all the rage right now, reaction videos. Oh, God. Okay, like, before, f- before I start praising this trailer, which I'm going to do, because I fucking... Yeah, let's, let's sidebar for five seconds. I, I fell in love with this trailer, and Same. I think it's all kinds Same. of fucking awesome. Um, if you're one of those assholes that just, like, shits on everything Rob oh, Zombie I don't does... I get it. Yeah. Oh, this looks like a travesty. Um, grab yourself a spoon, pull up a seat, and eat my entire ass. And it's going to be a long night, boys and girls. <laughs> and I ain't even going to shave it first, so oh, you're, going to, oh, you're going to have to get through the fur, um, oh. dude. It's just, oh god, it pisses me off, man. Like uh, seriously, dude. I it's so like I know. my my yeah. first thing. Like oh, I'll let you go in a sec. Mm. My first thing is like number one: Are you even an actual monsters fan? Number no. two. Shut up. <laughs> like, cause yeah. it, I mean, yeah, it, it's just ooh, Sherry Moon can't act. It's like, dude, I thought she did a pitch perfect Lily. You know what? It's like, um, she's on the screen, you're not. <laughs> and, and exactly. End of conversation right there. You know, it, it's like, dude, if you have something, you know, profound to say, um, can you back it up with what your credentials are? Probably not. So, yeah. Well, even give me even give me a solid, proper argument as to why you don't like Rob Zombie stuff. Like, just give me give me something. I give know. me a give me a give me an argument as to like my critiques of mm. Stanley Kubrick or Chris Nolan. Like, I feel their films Actually, are very cold and emotionless. Yes. Before I forget, I would like to say there is something interesting that I picked up from a Rob Zombie interview that actually was her- that I heard reflected coincidentally in a Trent Reznor interview where both artists talk about in the moment is 10 years from the fact and mm. about various bodies of work that they've done. Rob Zombie had talked about a movie, Trent Reznor had talked about the fragile and, you know, for, for example, Trent would say about the fragile, he said at the time, a lot of people, didn't like it, but in his mind he goes. But I promise I wasn't you, one of them. <laughs> no, but neither was I. But he said, ten years from now, however, you'll come around, and they do. They, you know, mm. I, I thought there was a lot of truth in that. So, 
and and I think that's a it's a it's a bl- a bold sta- well blanket to say about a lot of great art that has transcended and survived the decades. Is that, well, yeah, look at, look at some of the shit that we've talked about, man. Like yeah, you know, totally. um, the thing, yeah. uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. um, you know, Judge Dredd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the <lover. laughs> that, that I mean that that fucking catchphrase right there just fucking that that will survive a fucking zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. But I just look I I mean yeah, I I'm not going to waste too much time on the fucking Rob Zombie haters cuz I think you're all idiots. They're not I've worth yet, the oxygen. I've yet to meet one of them that gives me a coherent argument against Rob Zombie's work because it's just like, I hate him. He just writes white trash. It's just like... What they're really trying to say is, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, if you are a fan of 70s horror or, you know, like kitschy horror and stuff like that, like all the shit that Rob grew up on that he's obviously putting on screen because he loves it mm. you get it if mm. you're not then just go away yeah like, it's not for you so quit like making a sport out of hating on it but man i love the trailer i fucking love that it's kind of an origin it's like a how herman met Lily fucking thing. Hey, dude i love that so much like, because I was, I was really curious, like, with all the images that were coming out, I'm like, mm. how come he hasn't shown Eddie yet or Spot or anything like that? And but I feel like, like all this is revealed later, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, okay, obviously it's an origin. It's like mm. before Herman and Lily met and had mm. Eddie, so that's why he's not in it. Okay, cool. That's fucking yeah. rad. Um, Because I was really curious as to, like, you know, what he was going to do with it. I'm like, is he going to do, like, a modern version of the monsters? Like, are we going to see, like, Herman dealing with trying to work a fucking iPhone? Um, You know, what what's he going to do? And I love that he's just gone, like, okay, no, I'm going to do something that obviously takes place before the TV series. Um, and, dude, I'm just fucking in love with it. I think it looks great. The set design just perfectly captures everything that was great about the fucking tv series um i literally spent most of the weekend re-watching the tv series after seeing the trailer drop um so yeah i fucking dig it um mm. i think um oh jesus i can't remember the actor's name but richard the guy brake playing, uh, i mean richard brake being in there like dude i'm fucking there for anything i was richard excited goes up in, i was excited like, I'm so there for anything he yeah, shows yeah. up in. Like, I think that dude is a fucking legend. Yeah. Um, but the guy playing Grandpa, I think he uh, just nails it. Um, dude, Jeff right? No, Jeff? no, Jeff, Jeff Daniels is Herman. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the guy playing Grandpa just nails. Grandpa. Yeah. Like the voice, the voice everything. everything. Yeah. Like, the eyes. Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Even like Jeff Daniels playing Herman Munster, like the the mannerisms and all that are all there. But I feel like there's a touch of his own, you know, take on the the character as they're well, totally, which is nice. Yeah, there totally is because I was a bit like, I think it was because like Grandpa was so on point and mm. Cherry Moon was so on point as Lily as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, and, and I like her look as well. It's it's oh, cool. Yeah. It's yeah. It's fresh. It's different. You know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, sorry, continue. But no, I was just going to, like, I was, I was a bit on the fence about Jeff Daniels as Herman because I was like, 
okay, he's doing something a little different with it. But then when you got to the end of the trailer and that mm. chick passes out and he's like, oh, that's a really weird way to say hello. Mm. That was just pitch perfect Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster. It was. And it was. I was like, fuck yes. Again, you know, I'm this there. is, yeah, this is one of those, uh, you know, just from the trailer alone. It, I mean, it's hard to, to give a definite thing until we've seen the product, which, you know, of course we'll cover in due course. But the what we've seen here is, cla- it, you know, it's, a really heartfelt love letter from Rob Zombie to his childhood. It, yeah, like, dude, took, took the words right it. out of my mouth. Yeah, like, and I feel like this is, this is transcended through all of his work, like his movies, his comics, his fucking music, you know, fucking, without sounding like religious, God bless the motherfucker, man, because, man, he just, you know, he's exactly what people like you and me aspire to be. Oh, dude, well, that's the thing. It's like if if you are a dyed-in-the-wall <clears throat> fan of the Monsters, which yeah. I absolutely am. Like, I yeah. have been watching the Monsters all my life, basically. Mm. Like, <clears throat> I, I first saw it when I was a kid, and I loved yep. it then. Uh, same time as I saw The Addams Family, like mm-hmm. the originals. And I've just, like, absolutely loved the Monsters for my whole life and just seeing this trailer it's like this is obviously something made with a lot of affection and a lot of love for the monsters yeah and it, it is it is exactly it's what you said it is a love letter to mm. you know a show that he adored as a kid and i just cannot fucking wait for it yeah i'm i'm so pumped man <clears throat> I'm, I'm intrigued you know, um, I can't wait to listen or read any interviews or whatever with him in, in the coming months where he talk about the movie because I'm really intrigued about, um, you know, them filming in Budapest of all places. Mm. Um, I find that incredibly fascinating. And they've built this beautiful house that um, God knows what's going to happen to it now over there but um, oh yeah the the recreation of uh 1313 mockingbird lane is just the attention to detail is just incredible oh dude it's fucking gorgeous i swear to god it's like he's got the cobwebs in the same fucking places and also i mean another great little thing in there is that the uh bodysuit and padding and makeup that they have used on jeff uh daniel phillips for herman is exactly the same style and you know, pretty much like a perfect copy of the padding that Fred Gwynn wore for Herman on the show, which I think is just so fucking cool. Mm. Right down to the shoes, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's um that attention to detail is so fucking cool, man. I dig that so much. Um, Because I was a bit dubious at first. And here's where I'm a bit dubious because, you know, we've seen attempts in i wouldn't say recent years but in later years where they tried to recast you know they did monsters movies without fred yeah they didn't go down so well well i mean other attempts i mean i I feel like this is where having someone like rob zombie on board and helming it is a stroke of genius because it's like Mm. this dude loves the monsters Mm. like Whereas I feel like, you know, other stuff like The Monsters Today, which was fucking terrible. Like, if 
every attempt to do the monsters has been pretty fucking shit before now. Like, I never saw uh, Mockingbird Lane, the Jerry O'Connell pilot. I haven't seen that yet. I, I haven't seen that it, either. I kind of didn't want to because I saw, like, the makeup. I saw that they were trying to do a more <clears throat> realistic take on the monsters, which meant a <clears throat> shitty take on the monsters. Uh, and man, I just wasn't interested because it's like, I'd, I'd seen so much like movies done without the original cast where it was just terrible, you know, the monsters today, which was just atrociously bad. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for this cause I love that, you know, we're getting a fucking big monsters movie. I think it's fucking rad. It's fucking all kinds of exciting, man, because you're not going to have everything down to the fucking, the soundtrack is going to be so handled with tender, loving care. Yeah. And that's, that is what's exciting to me. The fact that someone like zombie has gotten the green light to go forth and make this movie his, and bring his vision to life. Is it going to be perfect? Of course not. But it's going to be, Something. I think it's going to be pretty fucking close, personally. Because, I mean, yeah. The, and the thing that I love about, like, you know, even just from the trailer is, like, the sweetness between Herman and Lily is oh, still I there. That. Like, I, I fucking love that. Like, I love those two. I love their relationship. It's like, you know, I mean, I know everyone's like, you know, oh, a couple goals, Morticia and Gomez. I'm like, no, nah, man, for me, it's Herman and Lily. Cause, fucking like, A, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm just... a Herman and Lily fan all the way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, <laughs> I've never really had that argument or discussion with anyone about, yeah, Adams, Adams, or are you a Adams family or Munsters fan? It's like, well, you shouldn't have to choose between those two. No, yeah. well, I, I can't, I can't, like, because I love them both, but fucking know. If I had to pick, like, if gun to my <laughs> head, I have to pick, uh, I'm going with the Munsters just because I love, too. yeah, I just, I love that, like, the Munsters are kind of like the classic Monsters and, you know, they're kind of working class and stuff as well. So, you yeah, know, I, I love all that shit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cool stuff about it. I, the humour, the, I don't know, everything about this trailer just screams excitement to me. I love the use of colour. I use, I love the homage to the black and white. You know, again, the attention to detail in this is fucking exciting. Um, I'm a big fan of it. And it's already got me going back and watching classic moments in Munster's history. Um, for some weird reason in recent years, I find myself watching the, the pilot on a regular basis, mm. which is, you know, if, if anyone has ever seen the pilot or hasn't seen the pilot, I encourage you to do so because it's a very different beast to what the Munsters became after. Like yeah. um, the casting of Lily, of course, was different at the time, uh, as was Eddie Munster. Um yeah, it was just a different. It was a darker kind of show, um, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that they kind of tweaked it and made it into what it, you know, became. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really curious and excited as to see what new aspects Zombie will bring to the movie, which we've already seen photos and bit tidbits in the trailer with you know, um, Butch. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Butch. Uh, uh, Butch Patrick. Yeah. Butch Patrick playing the robot. I mean, that's excited. Uh, exciting. Richard Brake is the professor. Um, 
yeah, just some of the cameos in it is going to be exciting. I, I, for some weird reason, I want to say Cassandra Peterson, Elvira has. She is. Yes. She, she is in it. Yes. I'm so fucking pumped. I'm, yeah, that, if that's not another reason to not be excited about this film, then fucking I don't know what is, man. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't see how you cannot uh, be a horror fan of any sort and not be excited about this movie because it's like there's so much fucking cool shit in it. Um, and then yeah. The monsters. And if you haven't seen it, like, dude, go down to JB. It's like 35 bucks for the entire fucking series on DVD. Just fucking buy it because it's just such a great show. Like, I just, yeah. Now you're making uh, me want to go buy it now. Uh, uh, bro, like, I just, if you don't love the monsters, what the fuck is wrong with you? you know? Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly, man. You must be a Morrissey fan. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you probably watch Charmed. <laughs> oh, oh, he went oh, there. Oh, oh, I don't know why I had this weird, tonight's definition of today's goth uh, thinks that that. Charm soundtrack is the fucking the be all and end all. It is goth music, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it just went downwards from there. And I'm sorry, and I apologize, kind of not apologize because I haven't even watched Charm, so I can't say a fucking word about it. It's probably a great show. Um, I've never watched a full season of it. Uh, I've dated people that have absolutely loved it, and like I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Um, and I've usually being called into like rooms because it's like you know mm. hey you might want to watch this bit why would i want to watch this bit Alyssa milano's in a low-cut top hang on i'll be right there <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> yeah Alyssa um, milano's in a bikini can you just hit pause yeah. <laughs> um but that's just my Alyssa milano uh, oh dude totally like, totally uh, oh, sorry i'm an 80s kid it's it's impossible not to mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen to that. But, um, oh, look, man. Yeah, it's, I, I just had this random fucking, in our early in our discussion, I just had this random fucking downward spiral thought in my head about the, just the stereotypical fucking pseudo goth of today. And I just, yeah, yeah. I, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Old man on rocking chair moment. I saw a great movie on the weekend. Oh, do tell. I got to see an advanced screening of the Black Phone. Fuck yes! Just fucking go see it. All I yeah. can tell you is, like, it, you, dude, yeah. I mean, we, we've already talked about this before. Before we, uh, mm. I, I think I messaged you straight mm-hmm. after I got out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Like anyone who's listening, fucking see this movie. It is great. It is so awesome to see a relatively fresh horror uh property on screen on the big screen um it's fucking great it's got derrickson firing on all cylinders um and i've been a fan of his since hellraiser inferno like exorcism of emily rose was great sinister's fucking fantastic um yeah, uh, Deliver Us From Evil was great as well. Like, um, yeah, I just, I, I love the dude's work, especially when he does horror. Um, yeah. e- Ethan Hawke is fucking great in it and just gives, like, it's so cool, man, because he just gives, like, this Claude Rains in the Invisible Man kind of performance where nice. you don't see, you literally see Ethan Hawke's face, like his full face, mm-hmm. for maybe about three minutes of the film. 
Like he's <sighs> yeah. the entire film, he's either wearing a mask or he's like wearing half a mask or and it, there's so much acting done with just his uh, body language. His voice acting in it is so creepy because he will go from like, oh, it's Ethan Hawke to holy fuck, it's Ethan Hawke being scary. What am I watching? Nice. And, dude, it's so fucking good. Um, it's, you know, it's a period film. It's set in 1978, so it's got a fucking killer soundtrack. I was wondering when it was set. Well, I thought it was the 80s, man. I honestly thought it was yeah, an 80s I, set yeah, film. Yeah, I was but, curious. Yeah, it's it's 78, so fucking killer soundtrack. Um, just a great, like, it's one of those movies where it's more, um, it's not a straight horror in the sense of, like, shitloads of jump scares um, and gore and stuff, but mm. there are some genuinely... It's sort of more a thriller with some horror supernatural elements. Nice. Um, and there's some, you know, pretty, pretty hardcore violence in there. Like there, there are honestly, man, like, like it's, and it's all, it's a really fun movie as well. Um, cool. Cause it's like, you know, you've got like the, the, the kids in the seventies element in there as well, which will appeal to people who liked it chapter one or stranger things like that kind of vibe. Um, okay. Cool. You know, and um, there's a moment in like towards the ending, I literally leapt out of my seat cheering at like mm. some stuff in the air. It's so mm. fucking good, such a great movie. I'm I'm totally going to see it again. Um, Fuck yeah! Like yeah, man, it's really good. Great cut. Like James Ranson is in there from It Chapter Two and Sinister and Sinister Two, um, and he's fucking brilliant as this like coked out dude who's like an nice. amateur detective like he's fucking great um yeah he's even rocking the 70s mo so you know nice. that's that's always good um yeah jeremy davies is in there uh it's written by joe hill stephen king's son and it's like you know you kind of like uh like you're watching the movie and it's like you know it's it's doing that whole stephen king thing of like the mundanity of like everyday evil kind of thing mm. and it's like Man, the writing mm. apple did not fall too far from the tree on that one. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's brilliantly written because yeah. it's like you know, hey, it's Stephen King's son, and he's like you know, writing in his dad's arena, basically. So it's fucking great. Um, yeah, dude, no, such a great film. Totally Giddy don't up. see it. It's brilliant. Fuck yeah! Well, I'm Loved gonna it lots. fuck yeah. I'm gonna get my movie tomorrow on Rad because it's not really connected to. Freaky Friday, so uh, I will give my little two cents on Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, Mark. cool, cool, yes, yes. yes. But I, I'm, so I'm I keen to hear what you thought because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, man. So uh, yeah, I went um, spoil spoil the bubble today. But um, I do want to talk about this week's movie. Moving yes. right along. Yes. Yeah. Um, fuck man, this movie has seen remakes and reboots and fucking this and fucking that. And, um, and, and quick side note, um, I don't know if you saw the news just rewinding back to the Monsters uh trailer. Um, I saw that it is being released on Netflix along with uh the Wednesday, the TV series. Ah, so it's going straight to Netflix. Huh, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. It might get a cinematic release, but I did see a Google 
news. I, I am hoping flash. we do get to see it at the cinema because, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I, fucking pumped for that. Yeah, that would be great. So anyway, rewinding back. Um, so uh, reboot, fucking, yeah, this thing has been the stuff of uh, fucking much, much love for, for many a horror fan. But, um, yeah, 1974 gave us one of the greatest fucking horror films ever made. So we are time warping back to the 70s a bit on this one. We are talking about... Oh, yeah. We're talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A fucking gold movie. Which is is cool because I'm really keen to hear your take on this because I have not really jumped into this franchise. I have seen bits and pieces here and there. And I'm really, as, as I said a couple of weeks ago, like I'm really keen to uh, listen to someone who really, really loves this franchise because I would like to visit it with some fresh eyes. Okay. So with, with the Texas Chancellor mascot, I'll give you, you know, I, I don't want to rattle on about this for hours with all the movies, but in a nutshell, the reboots and the remakes and all that and the, you know, the fresh coats of paint ad- adaptations and all that. Um, I am not the hugest fan of all that. Well, because see, I've seen, I have seen the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen uh, number two, fucking mm-hmm. like literally a hundred years ago in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the Platinum Dunes one. Uh, mm-hmm. the, was it Samuel Bayer who directed it? Um, the one with Jessica Biel. I've mm-hmm. seen that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen... Yeah, I've seen them all. Like, I think I've seen like, Beginnings or something like that. I haven't seen the newest one on Netflix, but I do okay. want to. The newest one, I'll, I will fucking take my hat off and say it was a fucking great film. Um, the thing about watching any of these sort of films... You can't run a deep comparison to the original film because, to me, the original film is an entity all of its own. Um, my take on this is that this film is the vision of Toby Hooper. It is it. It's very unique. It's very, yeah. You know, like we talked about at the start of the show, context. It's mm. of its time. It's it's a moment in time. It cannot be. It's like lightning in a bottle, man. You, you, yeah. you just can't repeat it. The sequel tried. It went down a different path. The and everything that followed afterwards, even right down to the fucking remakes and stuff. It, it it's it's definitely tried to capture all the, the the you know the the scary elements of Leatherface and the chainsaw and all the gore and stuff. Yeah, cool. Tick all those boxes. Great. But the there are certain elements of the '74 classic that just has never been repeated and never will be repeated um, because it's just such a unique style of vision and film capture. That yeah. You, you just, well, yeah. I, I always felt that the remake with Jessica Biel, like um, I, 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 I am familiar with it and I yeah. thought it was, a, it was a really well-made film. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, it, it had some like that moment where Leatherface like throws that fucking door open and yeah. like revs the chainsaw up. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's like even even as someone who is not like a, a massive fan of this franchise, like I was mm. like, wow, that's a fucking that's a cool moment. Like yeah. that is like a whoa yeah. fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I feel like the thing with the remake was like. It was like 
it, it, I, I wanted to have a shower after I watched that movie because mm. it's like, it's one of those movies where it's like everyone in that movie, even the nerd, is incredibly hot. It's like everyone's mm. just like walked out of like a fucking hot topic commercial. It and really was like, like that. They've like thrown a bit of dirt at them and hit mm. them with the spray bottle to make them look sweaty. And it's like, yeah. go, go, make a horror movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's just kind of like feels very kind of marketed, I guess. Like, mm. I don't hate the movie. I think it's a great movie, but it's like, it's a really, it's like you've taken all these attractive people. Like, I mean, you've got Jessica Biel in there and she's fucking smoking. Yeah. yeah. And like, you've just like made them kind of dirty and gross and thrown them in a horror movie. Yeah. And like, okay. Uh, interesting choice. Yeah. And I feel like they did that trying to like, because, I mean, I remember the 74 one fairly well, and it is a very grungy, like, I mean, it was an independent film. So well, it, was yeah. like, it was very grungy, very dirty, very kind of in the fucking, in the mud kind of filmmaking. And, you know, I feel like they were trying to ape that a bit with the Platinum Dunes one, but it felt like, it, it kind of felt like, you know... We're, we're trying to like be this kind of like dirty, grungy, down and fucking in it horror film, but we've just like populated it with like supermodels. Mm. And, well, the know. funny thing is, yeah, the funny thing is with seventy the seventy four um, version, like you know when you when you talk, when you said all that with the hot topics stuff and that, I kind of look, you know, I think back on watching the original, and I only recently watched it again for the fuck knows how many millionth time but i was thinking about it just going you know the the kids in the well that would inevitably be victims the kids in that film they're also you know of the time period kind of like out of a hot topic commercial too they were all good looking kids you know mm. yeah the, yeah yeah true that's a valid well, except, point yeah except for franklin in the wheelchair but hey you know um yeah it, that was that was interesting and unique, but like the rest of them, like were you know, the 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 two handsome boyfriends, the 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 pretty you know the girlfriends, you know one of them wearing the Daisy Duke fucking short shorts, you know, um, yeah, it was like I don't know, it was interesting similarities there in in many ways, but without, mm. it, but it, like you say, it was a lot more grungier. Yeah, so, yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it didn't. I don't know. It didn't look so put on. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's um, the, the Jessica Beals version, you know, the, there, there was elements of it with Leatherface fucking, you know, frightening. They really emphasized a lot of that. They really sort of went, hey, you've got this fucking scary ass character. We're just going to take him and fucking blow him up even more in these remakes. But, there's a lot about the original that's just the subtlety and, you know, just the time he spent on the screen was not huge, but it was enough to just give you the chills. Mm. That's how I felt. You know? Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I think arguably one of the most memorable scenes from the original, the one that's always stuck with me as like, fuck that's creepy and unnerving is the ending mm. like her getting away and it's like I, I haven't seen the new one and i know her character comes back but it's like 
her getting away and like she's in the back of that pickup truck and she's just fucking broken, man. Like, oh, yeah. there is no way she had a good life after that. It's like no. she was just like fucking drooling over a cup of pudding in the psych ward after that fucking movie. Um, but like that, just that image of her getting away and just cackling hysterically while Leatherface does his little chainsaw dance in the middle of the road, like is so iconic in horror and like i feel cinema as well like i mean as i said even even though i'm not like mega into the franchise like i can certainly appreciate everything that this film brought to horror back when it was first released and how shocking it was and i mean it was really one of the original sort of video nasties if i recall because mm. <clears throat> it was what? like banned in so many places and yeah, like, you know, it was, um, it was very, it very much made a massive impact when it was released. Cause it was like, and I mean, it's just, I mean, the phrase Texas Chainsaw Massacre has just fucking like just burrowed into like pop culture consciousness and just stayed there ever since this movie came out. Like it was all through the eighties. It's like, even when, you know, there were Texas Chainsaw Massacre films coming out that like were going straight to video or whatever, like number four or the new generation or whatever the fuck it was called with oh, Matthew McConaughey generation. and yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, like, whoa, weird casting. Um, mm. You know, e- even when it was like, you know, there was sort of like the dreckier kind of entries in the franchise. Like I haven't seen three. I'm pretty sure I've seen bits of four just because of the cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, once, McConaughey and Zellweger got big, like that movie got rebranded, and oh look who's in it! It's like oh really? Yeah. Um, you know the, the 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 phrase Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Leatherface is a villain was still popular in you know pop culture and everything else. Like it it pops up everywhere. Like I mean it was uh, you know it gets referenced in fucking The Lost Boys. It got referenced in The Burbs. You know like. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. In, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, the, the the seventy four movie. There's so much about it that's just moment in time. This is one of those movies that really, you know, I use the term. It really is a moment in time. It you know made in nineteen seventy four on a budget of one hundred and forty thousand bucks. That's like in filmmaking standards. That's fucking tiny, tiny mm, as shit. Yeah. The actors were all unknown. Most of them all local to the, the region. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... And you can see in the movie, too. I mean, it's a sweltering heat of Texas, man. And I've I've been through Texas, and I can attest that it is fucking hot. When it's hot, it's hotter than hell. And um, But there was just, like, some of the scenes that were shot, man, like you know, filming in real Texas farmhouses with the fucking, the decaying cattle, you know, that was all real decaying cattle. Yeah. Um, there was that after shot of one of the cows that had been fucking sledgehammered, you know, foam dripping out of its mouth and shit. <clears throat> I mean, there was some factors in here that is just, you've really got to just, um, yeah, you've got to watch, um, I, I don't know, I'm trying to find the right words to say here, but it's 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 not the kind of film you can just watch like a normal horror film and go, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I feel like this is one of the movies, like what I said earlier about Rob Zombie, Trent Reznor. 
it's one of the movies that you have to give time and a few watches yeah. to really digest the the gravity of what T- Toby Hooper's trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, basically, like hmm. you're, you're you're essentially saying like I couldn't rewatch this in the same way that I would watch, say, A Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth, even though. Leatherface is, you know, up amongst those horror icons. It's mm. like what watching this would be to rewatch this. It would sort of require the same sort of devotion and attention as, say, watching Hellraiser. Yeah, totally. It's man. not. It's not like a nightmare or a Friday where you can just chuck it on in the background and, no. you know, do your comic order or send yeah. emails or whatever, and just drop in and out and still love every bit of it. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of movie where I, you know, when I recently watched it again, there were things in it that I hadn't really picked up in previous watches. Yeah, but right. It's it's what it's the movie that just it's like the gift that keeps on giving. You know, you just pick up different things every time. I mean, yeah, of course, we all love Leatherface. Yeah, fucking dude, who doesn't love you know one of your first horror movie icons that wields a fucking machine. Yeah, you know, in the form of a chainsaw. Dude, that's fucking stroke of genius stuff, right? But man, it's there's so much more to it than that. You know, it's just the build up of the story. I mean, yeah, it, it is a bit slow paced to get to the the meat of the, the movie that gives it the, the word that worthy title that it has, but um the journey getting there it's um it's quite interesting, you know, just watching, you know, when they pick up the, the hitchhiker um, you know, dealing with you know, that form process and uh, briefly and uh, yeah, you know, just it, just that the the whole social commentary of just backwater Texas at the time, man, it's it's really fascinating. But again, you know, it's it's the kind of movie where you either dig it or you don't, you know. And yeah, that yeah, I mean that that's the same as any movie, man. You know, if you either like it or you don't, it's simple and you well, might come you, back to it and like it later on yeah well i mean i i've often found like with a lot of stuff like sometimes it will take me a couple of goes to get into it mm. um and you know it, it's funny like um so many times i've been listening to stuff like halloweenies mm. or um you know like the pod and the pendulum and stuff like that and you know they've been covering movies where it's like yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. But then you'll listen to it and like, you'll just sort of go, Hmm. Yeah. Like I might give that another go, which is sort of why I kind of, you know, dove back into, uh, found footage, uh, last year and, you know, gave like Blair Witcherigo and paranormal activity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, like, you know, let's see if I can see what these people are seeing in this movie. Like, you know, let me watch it with some fresh eyes and, you know, give it, give it a bit of a go. And I, I remember like a few weeks back, like you were saying you had a really interesting take on Texas Chainsaw Massacre being a family film. Yeah. Man, it is and I fucking want to hear that shit. Like, you know, okay. lay, lay it on me. I think it's a family film, dude. It's, it's, um, I don't know. Like, it's a horror film. But Would you say that this movie is okay to show to my six-year-old? Eh, maybe not. But then again, I don't know. No, no, definitely not. It's not that kind of family <laughs> film, but it is a family film in the sense. Because uh, you've got two polar opposites of society with the, the fucking the van full of, you know, fucking typical teenagers 
on their fucking, you know, wholesome, family-friendly fucking holiday trek across America to find, you know, um, to go visit Grandpa's grave and find uh, Granddad's old house and all that deep in the heart of fucking sweltering Texas. But meeting the Sawyer family, uh, dude, they're, they're bizarre, man. Like, like the thing is they're, they're the family of fucking butchers and um yeah it's such an eccentric mob of family that uh they just have an unusual diet um and they like human flesh because has has uh edwin neal who plays um who played oh sorry not edwin neal um oh, i can't remember his name the cook from the barbecue um you know, from the barbecue um, service station, he says, you know, uh, human meat's the best kind of meat to cook. Uh, that That's not a direct quote, but that's, you know, words to the effect. So, you know, they, they love they love the taste of human flesh. And it's, again, it's a movie that's inspired by the events of... Um, yeah, Ed, the whole Ed, Ed Gein, Gein thing. Yeah. The whole Ed Gein thing, yeah. Like, I mean... That's all there, um, you know. Leatherface inspired by that character with wearing uh, masks made of human flesh. Um, yeah, Ed Gein made a, a basically a bodysuit of human flesh. You know, because I, I also feel like, um, e- e- even though like I've, I've never really gotten into this franchise, I feel like the influence of this original film really is evident in say house of a thousand corpses like oh, with a, the firefly family like, a, even, even i could pick up on that it's like oh okay, yeah this is clearly zombies taken something from the original texas chainsaw massacre and Absolutely. sort of you know taken a springboard from the way that family is portrayed in that to yeah. you know the fireflies there is a deep influence there i mean and and you know it's in many movies i, I can't give you exact examples but we've seen it through in various shapes and forms over the years in TV and, and film. Um, but you know, with, with these guys, it's, um, there's some disturbing scenes in this film, man. Um, I also, um, feel, uh, sorry to cut you off. I I also feel like, um, you know, Wolf Creek is very, takes a lot of leads from this movie as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. All those kinds of films, man, there's, there's, I don't know. There, there's so many nods in there, like in throughout the years, throughout the decades of horror, um, that you know, th- that all pay respect to Toby Hooper's um, fucking you know original film, which um, you know you also have to um, give uh, give props to the co-writer Kim Henkel, um, who co-wrote this film as well, and um, yeah, like I mean, this is. Uh, yeah, speaking of Kim Hankel, he was inspired by a series of local murders while writing the script for the film. You know, he saw some news report where, you know, um, the the killer said, I did these crimes and I'm going to stand up and take it like a man, you know. Yeah. Um, just shit like that. It's You see that kind of bravado and attitude, trans, you know, transparent in the Sawyer family, namely the cook. Um you know, when he talks about the pride of his family, you know, talking about grandpa being the best butcher, you know, he was the best. 
you know. Um, nobody, nobody slaughters cattle like grandpa, you know. Uh, just the way they talk about, you know, slaughtering and killing. Like, even when they pick up the, the hitchhiker played by Edwin Neal, you know, how he's talking about how he goes into graphic detail about killing fucking uh, cattle the old-fashioned way with a sledgehammer versus using yeah. an air gun. That was fucking cool, man. Like, it was creepy as fuck. Um, I don't know. There was an element of horror in that that I don't really see often in horror, you know, like where they just talk about the process of, you know, of killing. It's fucking, I don't know. I was intrigued by that shit. And, um, but yeah, like seeing some of the emotions of Leatherface's character in the film too was really cool. Like, um, you can see a very conflicted, fucking deeply traumatized individual in Leatherface. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, look, I mean, one of the, one of the fucking, you know, when you said, about the end of the film with, um, you know, Sally escaping the Sawyer family that prior to that scene, the, the, the dinner party scene where, she, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. When she wakes up at the table, fucking. And I, I feel like that was very much an influence on the dinner party scene in house of thousand corpses as 100%, well. Dude, like that, that scene inspired a lot of the, a lot of the, the torture films that would come in later years, man, like that was more of a psychologically torturous scene. But well, and I also feel like there's an element of that. Um, it just sprung to mind then in mm. uh, Ridley Scott's Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. Like yeah. with, you know, where, you know, um, you know, Hannibal's like feeding Ray Otter his own fucking brain. Like, mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. That that was yeah, that, like that's a group scene. But you see that with you know in the scene with Sally, man, she's there fucking tied up in a chair with the fucking family talking about, you, you know, you know they basically, you know, happily tell her she's about to be fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and they're gonna get Grandpa, who's fucking you know hundred hundred and so years old, fucking. Can, can barely hold a fucking mallet to save his life, fucking, they're going to get him to fucking do the honours of whacking her over the head. Yeah. You know? And, and just the way they mocking her and screaming at her while she's screaming. I mean, you got to give it up for the actress for fucking the amount of screaming she did in this film. Yeah. Like, fucking <clears throat> the lung capacity on her. Like, I don't know. I don't know. About you, man, but that is some of the most intense screaming I've heard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. In a long I time. I mean, I, I sort of, I, I guess the thing for me with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it's um, it's a similar thing that I, I feel like it's one of the few horror movies that genuinely kind of creeps me out and makes me feel a bit ill at ease because... Um, you know, and, and it's it's to a similar degree. It's the same with Wolf Creek, and it's like I will never ever say I'll never be one of those assholes. It's like that movie shit. I don't like it. Why? Because mm. oh, like I find it is an incredibly well made and very effective movie. Same with Wolf Creek because it gets a reaction out of me. Um, and the worst thing a movie can do is be boring and just have me go like, oh, I don't give a fuck. 
um, like even if like even something like a Serbian film, like if you can get a reaction out of me, you've done a good job as a filmmaker. Whether I like the film and will revisit it constantly or not, it's not the point. The point is like you made me feel something. Good job. And with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Wolf Creek and stuff like that, it's that genuine creep out because it's like I've met hillbillies. Um, I've met people like Mick Taylor. Um, and when you've met people like that, there is a certain air of danger to them where you kind of feel like, okay, there's something a bit off about this person. And I kind of like, it's not too much of a leap to think like, yeah, you would probably kill someone and not really give a fuck about it because you don't really value human life at all. Like you're not on, you're not playing with the same software as the rest of us. Like you're, uh, you're, you're back at like, you know, windows two or something where on windows 11 and, back there you just don't give a shit and i find that genuinely creepy like i i find like you know like i would like hate to be in that situation like stuck mm. in fucking texas with these fucking weirdos like you know so it, it does get a very sort of visceral reaction out of me because you know i i've i've lived like in towns like around that sort of place. it's like oh fuck no man no 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 get me the fuck out of here so, yeah, I mean, on, on that level, it's like I find them incredibly effective horror movies because it's like they are genuinely horrific and they are genuinely kind of scary. Um, this is a, yeah, this movie is, sorry to interrupt there, but this movie is a real, like, the interesting film aspect of this film too, being that it's a moment in time, 1974, this is around peak period of the whole Vietnam War conflict. Mm sort of shit toby hooper was deeply traumatized and disturbed by this whole thing that what was happening in the world around him so in many ways the texas chainsaw massacre of sorts is kind of a bit of a um his kind of political argument or protest of sorts yeah which i know it sounds weird for a lot of people to sort of digest but um yeah you know it's it just makes it, it it's the kind of movie that makes you question the nature of the civilization that you know that it our roles in civilization that mm. we create and uphold you know um yeah there's a lot of interesting aspects about it um you know the, like the marketing for the film really relied on the premise that this was based on a true story yeah. which isn't true um i mean you know it's inspired by ed gein and but it's also inspired by other things yeah but he was inspired like toby hooper was inspired to lie about the movie's origin um basically as a result of being lied to by the u.s government about yeah you know the vietnam war and watergate so and plus he wanted a real human being to be the villain of his movie um you know <laughs> so like just like humans are the real villains behind you know, the images that he saw of the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, you know, he he looks at Leatherface wearing a man mask, showing the audience that all this brutality is literally man-made. So yeah. I felt like little things like that are just strokes of um, pioneering mm. ingenuity and, you know, just 
awesomeness. Well, and I mean, horror is so often like, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a really great doco called uh, Nightmares in Red, White and Blue, um, mm. which is such a great documentary on uh, horror cinema for anyone that hasn't seen it. Like, I, I highly recommend checking it yeah. out. Um, narrated by Lance Henriksen, so you know you're nice. a nice ride. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so much horror, uh, so much horror cinema is often a reflection of the time it's in and like you know that's why the big burst of horror came out of the late 70s and stuff like that was a direct result of the vietnam war much like a lot of the torture porn like saw hostel etc etc wolf creek and all that Mm. was kind of a direct result of everything that was happening around 9 11 um so yeah it's it's not um surprising to hear Mm. that you know this was a you know direct there was a direct correlation between like you know absolutely to the political climate of the time Mm. and the film he was making i think that's what kind of you know the more and more that i've watched it and the more and more that i've looked into the story it's it's appealed to me more you know my love for it has deeply grown um every time because there's there's just a story behind what inspired this film rather than just you know a guy in a scary mask holding a chainsaw um yeah. the, the the lengths that toby hooper went to to capture human atrocity and and torture um just for you know that that dinner party sequence where you're watching sally just slowly you know her her psyche is just disintegrating to its mm. lowest denominator um to the point where, as you mentioned in the grand finale, you know, spoiler alert, where she's fucking drenched in blood and, you know, fleeing Leatherface and, you know, um, in the back of the ute and fucking screaming and laughing in hysterics. That That's a person, a broken person, completely shattered. <coughs> um, and just watching that process in the last 15 minutes of watching her, her humanity just stripped away from her. Mm piece by piece like that it's like just the the way um they used the clever use of close-ups on her eyes like get right in so you can literally see the veins in her eyeballs and the 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 deep green of her eyes just fucking just yeah it was just incredible how they captured all that on camera um i i don't know i've i haven't seen horror movies pull that off since yeah um, yeah, so there, there's, there is a lot more to this film than just a guy on a chainsaw that makes me love this film the way I do. So, do you yeah. like, do you work out to it like Patrick Bateman does? <laughs> no, but I should try that. You should, man. You just crank, <laughs> crank the volume and do some stomach crunches. Like, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> do, do, I think do. there's something in that for sure. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> Like, um, you know, I won't, I won't go on too, too long about it, but like the, you know, all the reboots and the sequels and all that, I don't <laughs> share, yeah, I appreciate them, don't get me wrong, and I, I have enjoyed watching them all, and the, the recent Netflix movie is a highly recommended watch, I'm going to go back and watch it again, because it was fun, and we should definitely talk about it at some point, um, because it, it's a great movie. Um, I like what they did with it. But... Yeah, I've really got to check it out. It's been you, on my you need to. for a you while. You need to. I, I do want to... I, I really like the trailer for it. I mean, yeah. 
I think the thing that got me really wanting to see it was like that moment in the trailer where Leatherface is on the bus and everyone just like holds yeah. up their camera and starts recording him. That was really cool. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna watch this. <laughs> yeah, it was good because like that was just such a oh wow, how are they gonna pull this off in modern day? Yeah, okay, cool. Well played, well played. Yeah. Um but uh man look the the 74 original is a moment in time that just it's aged well it's grossed millions of dollars at the box office and beyond um leatherface is yeah an, an iconic horror figure he was actually the first horror action movie maniacs action figure i purchased from the mcfarlane series nice um, yeah 30 <clears throat> for it I still my, the price tag was, is still on it. Mine was Freddy, um, and I think yeah, I think Fuck mine yeah. was about thirty four because uh, I was just like I literally need Freddy. Um, I mean, you know, Jason was pretty quick after that. So, dude, you know it's horrific. The price tag on fucking movie maniacs figures now, uh, dude. Right. I mean, seriously, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, I fucking wow. Like the. I mean. Uh, dude, like, what what sort of sane person is going to pay fucking half a week's wage on a fucking action figure? Like, why? I, I just I, I can't wrap yeah, my head around man. that. I, um, I, I mean, it, the cool thing is, like, occasionally you will see them pop up on Gumtree or somewhere where it's, like, people who don't realise what they've got because yeah. I scored Candyman last year. I, uh, I, love, I, I love my Candyman figure. Yeah, well, I I missed out on it uh, mm. when when they first came out, and I've always wanted one, and I finally got one. And, nice. Um, yeah, it was just some dude who literally didn't know what he had, and was just like, "Oh, yeah, I'm selling this Candyman figure." I'm just like, "Oh, he's, I think he had like forty bucks on it." I was like, "Nice." Yeah, I'll have that. And he's like, "Oh, you know, it's it's oh, the box is a bit dinged up." I'm like, "Dude, fuck don't the care. box." Like, yeah, don't care. like. Fuck's Fucking given? None. How, how much do you want for postage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, man. But it's, um, so we, we, before before we close out, um, mm. I mean, I, I, I just got to say, I, I again, um, even though I'm not, um, I, I am gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give this series a rewatch. But um, yeah, do it, man. Do it. <clears throat> uh, I don't. I, I it's been uh, it's been a fucking minute since I saw the original, but. I don't feel like any of the reboots or remakes like the uh, the Jessica Biel one or mm-hmm. like Beginnings or, or Leatherface or any of the ones that came after it, I don't feel like they've ever really recaptured the power of they the haven't. original. Um, they really haven't. Because, I mean, e- even though I haven't seen it for a long, long, long time, um, I do – I mean – there is some really iconic imagery in that first film and mm. there's a lot of really powerful imagery in there. And, mm. you know, I, I've, I've never seen anything in any of the sort of subsequent films that I have watched or seen bits of where I've really gone like, wow, that kind of makes you sort of sit up and pay attention. Um, yeah. But um, before we go, like, I mean, we, we've, we've got to, I've got to ask this question. So, go for it. Go for it. I mean, horror, horror, horror chainsaw icon Jewel. Who's who's taken the gold for you, Ash or Leatherface? If, if they if they faced off, I mean, you know, we got we got two two of the big boys here. Both have got the same tool, so I, I got to ask your expert opinion. Yeah, here, I mean, it's more of a 
who would win in a chainsaw dance off? Because I mean, you know that I that dance. Well, I feel Leatherface has taken it out there because that that dance at the end with the chainsaw is. I watched that the other night and I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder if Toby Hooper was watching this, you know, watching this through the camera going, this is a moment in time that is going to be fucking replicated for years to come. I mean, it's up there with Nick Cage dancing in Willy's Wonderland for me. Which is pretty fucking cool. But It's like, you know, that's like just pure gold. But to answer your question, man, uh, look, man, I, you know, I'm... I fucking love Gunnar Hansen. I I love what he gave to the character of Leatherface, but I got a feeling Ash is, man, Ash might just pull this one off. You know, just well. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm I'm going with Ash because we all know it's Bruce Campbell, and we all know he's going to cheat. But, yeah, you know, he's he's going to trash talk. He's going to be a smart ass. And, you know, poor Leatherface is just going to be like, what is this fucking idiot on about? And then it's, it's Bruce, like, is, yeah, Bruce it's, is going to pull the shotgun. It's like what we talked about last week, man. Ash and Jack Burton teamed up in a fucking sequel of sorts. Yeah. That needs to happen. And yeah. I, f- I feel like somewhere in the battle, Ash's clumsiness and stupidity will just get him the upper hand. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that's the other thing I've got to quickly mention is fucking Gunnar Hansen. His role as Leatherface, even though he doesn't say anything, he just makes a lot of weird fucking freaky sounds and noises. Um, it's just fucking crazy good. Um, dude, I fucking, I love his performances, Leatherface. I fucking, well, I mean, that's yeah. the thing, man. He, he does do a fantastic job. And I mean, <clears throat> it, it's really easy to, you know, talk about like the, the, the sort of the, the guys that have like, you know, like Andrew Divoff as the gin or mm. Robert England as Freddie, mm. Doug, Doug as Pinhead, stuff like that. Like the guys that have the more verbose horror villains, but, I mean, Gunnar Hansen, man, he's up there with Kane Hodder. <clears throat> yeah. Like, he's he's up there with Kane as Jason or, you know, Nick Castle as the shape and stuff like that. Like, you know, Tyler Mayne as, the sh- as Michael Myers. Like, you know, these guys, even though they don't have dialogue, like, there is a lot of work that goes into portraying those characters. Fucking A, dude. Like, a lot of, you know, any armchair warrior will all say, oh, fucking, it's easy. You're just slapping a mask and fucking wield a chainsaw or whatever. It's like, no, you dipshit. Yeah, there's, it's, again, a moment in time. What Gunnar Hansen did with this character. Well, he improv that dance, didn't he? Fucking A, you did. Yeah, man. so, I mean, there you go, right there. Like, you know. And he was a friend of uh, the actress that played Sally. So, he wasn't even, like originally cut like he was kind of like a ring-in yeah for this film you know so he's kind of like the accidental hero of this film man he just yeah i mean fuck it this is a fascinating film and i encourage anyone in yourself included to go back and watch it i am i'm, I'm gonna you... give it a rewatch in the next couple of weeks I'm, yeah. I'm gonna i'm gonna do the series i think at some point yeah look i mean if you need to go that far but man i for me, I the seventy four OG just holds a very, very dear place in my heart because it's so much more than as I've said, 
throughout this episode, it's so much more than just a guy in a mask and chainsaw. There is so much depth and flow to this film that you've got to see past all that to see. Yes, it for me, I still hold by the, my opinion. It's a family film. Uh, not in the PG-rated version uh, sense of the word, but just it's a family film about a very interesting family. <laughs> They're fucking, yeah, just there. I don't know that the day I kind of like um, the, the pieces of the puzzle that Toby Hooper uses in his overall statement uh, against what was happening in the world at the time. And I thought it was very cleverly well done. Nice. That's how I feel. Cool. Yeah. God, that's a poetic way to finish this. Episode. That, that is, that is, that is a, that is a good way to end. Mm. Um, but yeah, dude, it's kind of cool, nice. It, it's it's uh, cool every now and then to time warp a little bit back past the 80s and um, check out some of the cool shit that came from the set. So I'm sure there will be more to come. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's, there's a Jaws episode in the offering. Uh, Jaws, <laughs> the hills have eyes. There's, oh man, the list goes on, dude. But mm. um, yeah, fucking... As always, man, it's it's always a pleasure. And yeah, uh, and I, I enjoyed this. I, I, I always like hearing uh, perspectives on films that I'm not like massively familiar with, or well, you know, don't don't have a, a, it's a cool. sort of affection for. It's a, it's always good to hear like other perspectives and sort of go, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll check it out through through your lens for a change. Yeah, and, and you know, and I hope I hope that's kind of the effect that I've given to you, man. Is that I've given you more than just a I don't know. Everyone seems to have what I consider the the same old, same old opinion about this film. I, I've kind of given something I like to think a little bit deeper to think about. Um, and it will hopefully entice people to go check this out with a, a fresh set of eyes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Um, because there's a lot of, you've really got to, really got to slow your brain down and just really soak up every minute of this film because there if you don't pay attention you're going to miss some of the cool shit that happens mm. in this film well, I, I feel like when i first watched it uh before before we go mm. I, I do feel like i watched it the wrong way uh i do feel like when i first watched it it was like when i was first getting into like really getting into horror like back yeah. in the very early 90s yeah um and, you know, I think I sort of watched this in, you know, because I, I sort of dived right into Nightmare and, you know, you know Friday first. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like you, you gotta, you, you're going to start with the big boys. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, I went on to like Halloween and, you know, Texas Chainsaw after that. Mm. And I feel like I was watching Texas Chainsaw expecting similar things from what it's, I got out of Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's such Elf a different Halloween. experience, isn't it? It, it really is. And yeah. I feel like, you know, not getting that as, as a young'un, it was just mm. kind of like, oh, well, I don't really like this one as much as I like the other ones. So. I'm the same, man, because I, I'm, I'm like of the school of, I'm, yeah, peas in a pod here, man. Like, I'm the same. Like, some of us as kids, you, you watch Friday the 13th, you watch Nightmare, for me, I was watching, you know, House of Drip Blood and fucking the the town the dreaded um, sundown and all that sort of shit. All those sort of classic slasher films, yeah, where you just get gore and violence from the get go. Yeah, this film doesn't give that to you within the first five minutes. What it gives you is an eerie fucking build up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I I feel like you know, 
watching it, and I feel like it's a bit of a um a bit of a fuck up on mm. uh, horror journalism's part because it's like you know you you you're, you're sort of sold that um Texas Chainsaw is up there with like Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Mm. It's mm. like you know Leatherface is up mm. there with those other icons. Mm. And it's like yes he is, but it's a very different film because it's like, you know, you watch nightmare, you're getting like the jump scares and the gore yeah, and yeah. creative kills and, you know, Friday the 13th and to a lesser degree, Halloween, it's, yeah. you know, stabbing and titties and, you know, all that. And it's like, you, then you get to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you're like, yeah, there's no gore yet. And no one's gotten naked. What's no. going on? There's no soundtrack. Um, <laughs> what the fuck like but, but i man, got told that this was the same as the others and i feel that that's a bit of a mistake to watch mm, it expecting those mm, same things so i'm well, really looking forward to going back and revisiting oh, it man when it happens thing. that first the first victim scene when the fucking the the handsome boyfriend just you know fucking stumbles into leatherface's lair and he just looks up and there's leatherface and just bam that smash it on the head and just to watch his body just collapse on the floor and just start violently convulsing like fucking cattle. That was masterful, man. Like mm. just, you know, from that moment on, this film is just going to take you on a roller coaster into the fucking nightmare world of Toby Hooper. And, mm. and uh, yeah, again, you know, before, you know, before we close out the fucking dinner party sequence at the end, just watching just the reactions of Sally, just, yeah, the degradation of, if that's the right word, I, I don't know why, it just sound, seemed like the cool word to use at the time, trying to sound educated and shit. But I, like, I think it fits. <laughs> thanks, dude. But, like, just watching the, 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 the different camera angles close up on her facial expressions, her eyes, those torturous screams. I mean, again... I got to give it up to the actress, man. The, some of the best horror movie screaming I've ever heard. Period, and uh, just that blood-soaked finale with her at the end, fucking trying, you know, escaping from Leatherface. Like that's just some of the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen in horror, and it has been replicated since um, masterfully by Mr. Rob Zombie. Yes. I'm going to start that where I, I'm going to finish that where I started it. Oh, look at that. It's, it's so circular. It's like, mm. it's like we planned it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I think we should close out there before we fuck up the ending. Yes. <laughs> it's been a freaky good episode. Fucking, it has been. It has. Yeah. Um, and we started off with a bit of depth and we fucking got into it really well. And uh, kids go see the black phone when it comes out. I think it's going to be a fucking banger of a film. Yep. This week absolutely go see it it Shoot. is fantastic yep and uh if you haven't watched texas chainsaw massacre we can't be friends but uh definitely yeah if you if you haven't and never watched it watch the 74 original please please um and also tune in tomorrow for tomorrow's rat episode i'll give you my lowdown on thor love love and thunder <laughs> and we'll be talking about um uh, very, very, very cool movie. Go on, I absolutely go on. love. Go on, preview it, preview it. <laughs> preview it, preview it, preview it. Utah, give me two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about a fucking killer film that uh, starring one of my favorite fucking actors in Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and the Swayze dog. Oh, the Swayze dog that with that fucking awesome hair. 
I, I, I'm just going to say that we are talking about what is easily my favorite action film of all time tomorrow on Rad. Oh, that's a yeah, big call. It is a big fucking call, man. But well, yeah, like you've asked will... me, yeah, like the way you've asked me about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm going to ask you about this film. And it's going to be fucking cool. Yeah, I, I adore this movie. And yeah, I will give many, many reasons why. Yeah, I can't wait, man. And yeah, <laughs> figured it out yet. We will be talking about Point Break. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Can't yeah, because we only live to get radical. 100%, dude. Live in the extreme. What does he say? <laughs> live in the extreme. Or something. I don't know. 100% pure adrenaline. That's the pure adrenaline oh dude i can't wait i've got so many great <laughs> memories to share on this one it's gonna be uh, fucking yeah. awesome you have is. to tune in so in the meantime you know what you got boys and ghouls can do is hit that subscribe button hit the like button do all the cool things that that uh everyone does today and um thanks for tuning in man you're fucking awesome all of you we will see you tomorrow yes can't wait <laughs> till next time jakey until tomorrow my friend Till then. And that concludes another episode of Freaky Friday. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we enjoy creating it. This show is proudly brought to you by Freak Productions. To support the creative cause of yours truly, go to www. FREKproductions.com. There you will find all manners of creative goodness novels, comic books, the podcasts you are listening to, as well as music and videos created by yours truly. Just released also today is the debut issue of Furious, the blood soaked action violent comic. That leaves no holds barred. Check it out. Go to the website if you dare. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate your support and we look forward to having you here next week for Freaky Friday. (laughs) 